What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and we are the flagship podcast of DynastyFootballFactory.com, and the show is a proud member of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network on Twitter. And if you couldn't tell by tonight's very special intro, all of our rowdy friends are coming over tonight. They're coming over tonight, and they're bringing their hottest 2019 hot takes on the annual Hot Take Hotline. We're going to get right into that, but before we do, I want to make sure I throw out the Patreon. The Patreon is live, so head over there, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And for as little as a buck, you could get the extra podcast that drops every week, uh, help with your redraft, drafts, or your dynasty trades, your dynasty rosters, however we can help, um, you know, you, you get a lot for what you give. So thank you for being Patreons. Again, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And I'll make sure I call out our social media, at Dynasty Warzone on Twitter. Of course, you know about that. And at Dynasty Warzone on Instagram, really focusing more on the Instagram this coming season. Slide the DMs over there, and I will do my best to uh, get to your questions. Maybe it's a roster question. Maybe it's a trade question. I will do my level best. But again, the show is at Dynasty Warzone on both Instagram and Twitter. So before we get into the hot takes and bring over all of our rowdy friends, whether it's a conversation between me and them or uh, some recordings, I want to make sure I address the news of Andrew Luck's retirement. Now, as a Colts fan, this hit very hard. I was actually sitting at my kitchen island fiddling around on my phone, as I'm prone to do, and I got a direct message from Shane Hallam, Shane of FakePigskin.com, friend of the show, and he was like, Andrew Luck's retiring. I was like, man, get the hell out of here. And sure enough, you know, he, he sent over the tweet from Adam Schefter, and it was the verified blue check mark, Adam Schefter, and I started digging, and more and more, and then it ended up being true. So I'll just lay out some of my takes as both a Colts fan and a dynasty owner. So first, uh, on behalf of Andrew Luck and his retirement, I just wish the guy all the best. I don't think Colts fans quite understand how spoiled and grateful we should all be for the last seven years of Andrew Luck's career. You know, we went directly from Peyton Manning, one of the all-time greats to ever play the position, to go directly into Andrew Luck, who is arguably the greatest, you know, college quarterback coming into the NFL, maybe since John Elway or maybe ever. So to go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck and have 21, essentially 21, 20 seasons of quarterbacking excellence is beyond, beyond lucky. So we shouldn't be mad. And, you know, people ask me, you know, are, are, am I upset? I'm not, you know, he's in constant pain. Now let, now let that sink in for a second. You wake up in the morning and you hurt. You go to bed at night and you hurt. You go to work all day long, and you work on trying not to hurt. You know, it, it, it will make a coward out of anybody. Every waking minute, you know, there, there's nothing else to really say. 
You know, he he needs a break. He's given this team everything. He's given this city everything. And I've got Andrew on four of nine dynasty rosters. And I'll figure it out. Uh, three of the four are super flex, including the Scott Fishbowl. How about them apples? But you know what? Not one bit of uh, uh, easy for me to say ill feelings toward Andrew Luck. I'm just happy for him as a soon-to-be father, a husband. Man, there's a bigger life out there than just football, professional, fantasy, or otherwise. So best of luck to Andrew Luck and his family. Thank you for everything you did for the city of Indianapolis and everything you uh, gave this team. So what's next? Man, the Jacoby Brissett show. Uh, I got to admit, I'm kind of excited. Uh, not every team has a Jacoby Brissett on their roster to come in. I've been honking the Instagram all off season. I've loved it, and this kid has really progressed. And my initial reaction on Saturday night when I was uh, taking all of this in was, man, what's different than 2017? Well, let's think about it. The, the coaching's better. I'll tell you, Frank Reich, especially from an offensive perspective, the, the coaching standpoint of Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni, I think they're going to do a nice job with Jacoby. And Jacoby's not showing up on September 2nd and expected to play on September 10th. He's going to roll into the season now. He's taken the majority of the first team reps all offseason. You know, he's got his rapport built up with these guys. So I don't think it's going to be as drastically bad for everybody as they think. The offensive line... Today versus 2017, night and day difference. So you got better coaching, better offensive line, better skill possession players. Obviously, you still have T.Y. Hilton, but you, you have a younger Marlon Mack versus an older Frank Gore. Still got Jack Doyle, had over 100 targets with Brissett back in 2017. But you also have Eric Ebron. Uh, we've, we've drafted Paris Campbell, got Naheem Hines, who I really like in this situation. I think they'll look to get the ball in his hands. Uh, close to the line of scrimmage and let him use that 4-3 speed and punt returner skill set that he has. Same thing with Paris Campbell, 4-3 speed, punt returner in his uh, background as well. So at, at the end of the day, I don't think it would be horrible. Now, it's not going to be Andrew Luck. I don't think the Colts will still win the AFC South, but I think from a fantasy standpoint, they will be serviceable. Don't be out there giving these guys away, T.Y. Hilton, any of these guys. Just, just hang on there and, and, and stay the course. You know, the, the stock is going to level, it's going to hit its floor, and then it will start to come back up. And, you know, weeks one, two, three, you might get a sell opportunity if you just want out from under this Colts roster. Uh, obviously, we got Chris Ballard as the, as the GM and we'll evaluate. And, and remember, the Colts were turning down teams offering potentially second, second overall picks. And before I go into my, my original two hot takes, I'm, I'm going to go into my bonus hot take. My bonus hot take is that in 2017, I think it was late in the season, the, the New England Patriots traded, traded the ultra-handsome Jimmy GQ to the San Francisco 49ers. And earlier in that season, like September 2nd, like I referenced earlier, they traded Jacoby Brissett to the Colts. So they had both Jimmy G and Brissett on their roster. My first hot take is that Jacoby Brissett outscores the ultra-handsome Jimmy GQ for fantasy this year. Uh, I know that's a bold take, but outside of Kirk, uh, excuse me, outside of uh, George Kittle, I think Brissett's working with better weapons. I think Frank Reich is a great offensive mind. I don't know that he's as good as Kyle Shanahan, but I don't think he's far off. I think it's a, it's a 1A, 1B situation with those two. So I definitely love that. 
and which will trans, you know, transition me right into my own personal hot takes. I had two, and I'm just going to go straight into it because it involves Jimmy GQ. My 2019 hot takes are, first of all, that Joe Flacco, that's right, that Joe Flacco has more fantasy points than Kirk Cousins and more fantasy points than Jimmy GQ. That's right. You heard me correctly. Flacco, Joey Flacco is going to be a better producer than those two guys. I, I, I like the fact that his OC, speaking of Kyle Shanahan, uh, Nick Scangarello, the offensive coordinator out there in Denver, he spent three of his four professional seasons with Kyle Shanahan. So what I like about Kyle Shanahan is you saw this with uh, Matt Ryan. You saw it last year with Nick Mullins. You saw it the year before with uh, a myriad of horrible quarterbacks, including Jimmy GQ once he got traded the back half of 2017. And I think Scangarello will be able to get the best out of Joe Flacco. The best of Joe Flacco since the Baltimore days when he was actually uh, somewhat viable. So there it is. That's one of my hot takes. Joe Flacco finishes higher than Jimmy GQ and finishes higher than Kirk Cousins. I don't love, love Kirk Cousins with that Gary Kubiak Kyle, excuse me, Kevin Stefanski offense. They're just going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And then they'll run the ball some more. I love it for Dalvin Cook if he stays healthy. I love it for uh, uh, Alexander Madison if he stays, you know, uh, involved in that that Latavius Murray role. So look look for all that. And then my second one, and I'm getting too excited. I'm tripping over my words here. I'm, I'm so excited to talk about Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon of those New England Patriots are going to lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns. I think he'll have over 1,000 yards, but with no Gronk there, Tom Brady's going to be looking for that big target in the red zone. And I don't think it's in Keel Harry this year. I think it's Josh Gordon. I'm going to say 13 touchdowns. He pulls a Eric Ebron and has 13 touchdowns. But listen, I could keep this open a little bit shorter, but I'm going to wrap it up and say thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the hot takes. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you. Hot take hotline, who's this? This is Wheeler. What's up? Wheeler, uh, the only a top 10 accuracy expert, according to fantasypros.com. Wheeler, welcome back to the War Zone. What is your uh, hot take for me this year? Uh, I got a couple. Um, one I've been sticking to pretty much all year, and uh, the Duke Johnson signing with uh, Houston has benefited this. But uh, I've said all along that I really think Nick Chubb is going to lead the NFL in rushing. Uh, may not be fantasy points. I believe he's going to get a good share of touchdowns, though, too. Um, his receptions might hold him back from you know overall fantasy points, but he's going to get. 90% of the touches there without Hunt, and even when Hunt comes in, he's going to spell him on the passing downs, not really the rushing downs. So I don't th think much is holding Chubb back besides that offensive line. So build some continuity, and I think his uh, his elusiveness within itself should, should uh, net him plenty of yards uh, week to week, and he has that super burst uh, breakaway uh, speed that uh, should – let him get some big ones and really think he's going to do well this year. Now you took the words out of my mouth. Now, according to pro football focus, Cleveland has the 20th overall ranked offensive line in the league. 
and I believe their tackles are in the 30s. So that's not very good. And if you go back to preseason game uh, three, Tampa Bay and and what's not considered a great defensive front was getting in the backfield a lot. Now I know Chubb did not play in that game. It was Kareem Hunt. So so that would be the big hindrance to this. It would be, but this is a hot take hotline, so I might as well spew it out here. <laughs> get, might as well get get your money's worth. And uh, you, you yeah. said you you had you said you had one more. No, I like Nick Chubb. No, you and I have a, a gentleman's wager of twenty yeah. of twenty U.S. dollars. That uh, and I'm looking bad because I did not get a disclaimer thought, in this. I, I thought we were, might switch that to uh, the Avi pick of George Costanza posing with. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. We, we we agreed. That's right. We had to switch our Twitter avatar. But anyway, we'll cover that in a future episode. But you said you yeah. had one more hot take for me. Uh, Nick Foles, the top twelve QB. Um, I, you know, being mildly hot, I would say top fifteen, but top twelve, I think, is uh, pretty super hot. You know. That Jacksonville offense, uh, you've got a lot of smaller receivers that are able to get open. They're super athletic receivers. Um, They're just never healthy. Um, He also, you know, will feed the tight end, and we've seen he has a great relationship with DD already. Um, He's going to see a lot of stacked boxes with Fournette, so – he should be able to pop a couple and he's not afraid to throw to that outside receiver either. Um, it's one thing I think he actually did better than, um, Carson Wentz, um, was throw to the outside receivers. I could be wrong in that. That could be just perception, but hot take Nick Foles comes through and he's a top 12 QB. I think one thing that will help make that hot take, uh, have a lot better chance of success is the addition of Leonard Fournette more into the pass game. I, I think they yeah, got they, they got a lot of fast guys. Uh, it's it's a it's a low key misnomer that Leonard Fournette can't catch catch the ball. But over his career, I think he played thirteen games and eight games, or maybe ten games last year. So he's played around twenty twenty three games. He's averaged two point eight, almost three receptions a game, and that's just before the John D. Filippo, who is the new offensive coordinator there in Jacksonville and there's no competition for him to get targets so him getting some checkdowns and they have fast guys on, on that team DD's pretty fast DJ Chark's fast and then you got guys like Keelan Cole and I believe it's Josh Oliver is that the tight end they drafted they did draft Josh Oliver but don't forget about Marquise Lee and Connolly they got from Kansas City they're tremendous athletes and super fast it's just their health and their hands that are always the question so well so so we got Nick Chubb and the uh, and leading the at the entire NFL in rushing and Nick Foles top twelve quarterback Wheeler. Thanks for jumping back on with us. And now for no a problem. quick thanks for having me as always, sir. And now a quick word from our friends at DFF DynastyFootballFactory.com has it all. Our exclusive Factory Sports Annual Membership offers you year-round access to all of our content. Our staff has some of the best fantasy football minds in the industry. And they are here to provide you with impact articles chock full of insights and analysis, a full scope of fantasy football rankings, ADP, and much, much more. Whether you play Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, Devi, DFS, or want insights on the college football landscape, a factory sports membership unlocks it all. That's year-round content for one low price. If you're looking for an advantage, you just found it. The Factory Sports Membership is your gateway to fantasy football dominance. So act now and become a Factory Sports member. Membership indeed 
has its privileges. Visit DynastyFootballFactory.com today and become one of the DFF Army. And remember, always be building. All right, joining us on the Hot Take Hotline all the way from Australia is G of the Aussie Guys podcast. Make sure you're checking them out on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you check out podcasts. Uh, the Aussie Guys. G, welcome back to the show, brother. Memphis, good to be on, brother. Good to be on. Uh, that, if you're checking us out, uh, unless you're into team previews at the moment, that's, that's what we're in the, uh, in the middle of, mate. We're just trying to get as many as we can out before the start of the season, so we... Did a couple over the weekend, and we'll do another one tomorrow, and a couple this coming weekend, and we got our predictions podcast coming up, which is uh, just a good fun show. Hopefully, you can make it on there, mate, so uh, it, it'd be great for you to join us. No, I, uh, I'm clearing my schedule. Clear my schedule. I've, I've, I've got to be on. Uh, that was the one last year. Uh, I'll, I'll take a small victory lap on that very podcast last <laughs> year. I, uh, I, I had Tyler Lockett as my breakout player of 2018. Yeah, perfect. And I had I, I said the Cleveland Browns would finish eight and eight, and they actually finished seven eight and one. So there's my little victory lap. I had I had my fair share of misses as well, but those were two good ones. So make sure if you're looking for my two hits that I that so far I'm 100 percent on. <laughs> tune into the Aussie guys uh, hot take preview show of their own here in the next week or so. So so what have you got for us? What's your 2019 hot take, G? All right, look, the first one's probably uh, it's probably uh, one I'm going to sort of double down on. Like when I was on uh, with you last year, I think the two that I had was Mariota's a bust, and Eric Ebron will be a top three tight end. And I think I missed out by what I think he ended up being the fourth tight end. Would that be right? Uh, it was uh, either four, either four or five. Yeah, he was right there. Four or five. So, yeah, sort of close. Sort of close. So I'll, I can't take the victory lap, but I will sort of just wait for the crowd on that. Um, the, now the Mariota one, I'm going to double down on, mate. I'm going to, I'm going to say that they've brought in Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, they'd be the backup, and I, I get the feeling that maybe the powers to be in Tennessee have realised the fact that maybe Mariota's not the guy that we hoped he would be. Maybe they haven't seen the. Well, we've actually seen he, he's actually gone backwards uh, since his second year um, uh, at the club. Uh, so I reckon they just he hasn't done the improvements. There's a good backup out there. There's a guy that can be a starter. He's been a starter for what seven years or whatever in in Miami. Uh, so yeah, I reckon he, by, same draft class as Andrew Luck. Same draft class as Luck, 2012. And still playing, not retired. I don't think. Uh, don't remind me. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Sorry, mate. Um, so I reckon. Before the halfway mark of this coming season, Ryan Tannehill will be the starting quarterback in Tennessee. Um, just just based on the fact that you look at Mariota over the last couple of years, he's never actually played a full season since he's been there. And the one thing you want out of your starting quarterback, your franchise guy, is for him to be available for every game. Um, and he hasn't done that. He's played two years. Uh, he's had 12, 15, 15, and 13 in the four years he's been there. Um, his, his yards per completion has gone down. His overall yards have gone down. His touchdowns have gone down. Um, he had a bad year two years ago with interceptions. They dropped a little bit last year, but um, he only played 13 games. Um, and Tannehill's a little bit better on average. You know, he's over, over seven yards per throw for the last four years. Um, no, he's not the greatest quarterback in the world, but he, I think the, the problem with Mariota is, and the, and the 
I see the times you they're going to run the ball on what Henry did last year. But I have the analogy, Rand, is that what happens is that if it's like a boxer doesn't have a knockout punch, mate, it's a long and hard way to make a career if you're going to if you're going to go twelve rounds every time you box. It's a bit like that at the Titans, just with the fact that. If you're going to run the ball, and with Mariota, we've already seen his preseason, mate. His, his lack of propensity to throw the ball down the field. Everything's short, sharp. Uh, it's, it, mate, if you're going to move the ball that way all the time, not only does it wear out the, you know, the defense of the other team, but, mate, where's that your own offense? Well, that's a lot of plays to get the ball down the field, put in position to score a touchdown. Um, I, I think they just need a guy that... And Tannehill does. We, we've seen it with... He's done it with Kenny Stills, mate. He, he will throw the ball down the field. You need knockout punches in a game to help your offense. So that's just my call. I, I, I agree with that, and I, I that, that's a bold prediction I can I can get on board with. And and if you're a Corey Davis owner, I think that this is one that you hope is is accurate, that that you nail and you nail early. I I've, I think that the Titans will be making that decision real quick. And if Mariota is the starter, he'll be on a very short leash. This is a team, and we've talked about this before on the show, that was one win away from making the playoffs last year. They made the playoffs two years ago. I believe they beat the Chiefs in the 2017 playoffs. Just missed it last year with a combination of Mariota and the blonde bomber, Blaine Gabbert. And I I think Tannehill's a gamer. You know, he he made the playoffs down in Miami. Uh, His biggest thing is he couldn't stay healthy either, so... Uh, with Andrew Luck being gone, the Titans, I think the Titans win the division. I'll just make that a mini bold prediction. I think they're better than Houston. I think their defense is better. And I don't think uh, Houston's offensive line loss of Lamar Miller is going to hold it out. So there's a second one, but I'm going to jump on to the next caller. I want to thank G of the Aussie guys. I got one one more for you, mate. Let's go. Sure. I I, want to give two. Oh, fire Uh, away. Leonard Fournette, I actually said he was going to be, I spoke to you yesterday, just, just, we had a bit of a talk about Andrew Luck, didn't we, mate? Just, uh, I just wanted to make sure you're okay. But in that process, I was mentioning that one of my hot takes would be that Leonard Fournette will be a top three running back. Now, mate, I might even go even hotter. I might even go the fact that he's going to be the number one running back in 2018 season. That... So I come to that with the conclusion that in his rookie year, he had 268 carries, just over 1,000 yards. Um, at 3.9 a click, nine TDs, and that was only in 13 games. Now, the way I look at it, you've got no one behind him now. There's no TJ Yeldon to take away catches out of the backfield. He's got Alfred Blue and um, a rookie Armstead behind him. Uh, so I think with Yeldon gone, he's going to get more catches. I think you see him go from um, the 48 he had in his rookie season to 50-plus. I think he pushes more towards 300 carries. Um, he's rocked up at camp. He looks leaner. He looks as mean as ever. Um, I think last year, with all the problems that was going on with um, him and the and the franchise uh, in you know in the boardroom, sort of, and they weren't happy with him. I think maybe hopefully grown up a bit, realise that mate, he's probably playing for a good contract future this year. Uh, and I think he's going to come out and, and and pretty much ball. And I think the, the whole team got a real good swift kick in the ass last year from the rest of the league saying, mate, you just don't turn up after one great year and think you're going to rock up and play in the uh, in the playoffs again the following year. And I think the one thing that, that you forgot to mention was how much improved this offensive line should be. This is an offensive line that uh, battled a lot go. battled a lot of injuries last year. 
They brought in John Filippo to be the offensive coordinator. They have made a concerted effort in camp to get him more involved in the passing game. If, Like I said, I've been touting this all off season to be following these teams on Instagram. And if you're following the Jags on Instagram, you would see that in practice they are trying to get Leonard Fournette more involved in the passing game. If he does that, I don't think he even needs the 300 carries. I think 270 would be sufficient along with the reception work. So anyway, this is G of the Aussie guys. G, thanks for always joining us on the Hot Take Hotline. And uh, let's see who's next on the line. All right, next caller, Hot Take Hotline. Who's this? Hey, this is from the Sleeper Wire Podcast. Hey, Professor Chris from the Sleeper Wire Podcast. Thanks for calling in to the Dynasty Warzone Hot Take Hotline. Uh, what have you got for us? What is your hot take going into the 2019 season? So my hot take did have to change. It was going to be that Marlon Mack was going to catch more than 40 balls this season. Uh, but, you know, with the Andrew Luck news, we can't really go with that one. I don't trust Jacoby Brissett or Chad Kelly to to make that come true. So I'm going to pivot here a little bit. And I'm going to say Robbie Anderson finishes as a wide receiver one is going to be my hot take. Looking at what he was doing towards the end of last season, because we all know with a rookie quarterback, especially you know with the Jets, they tend to struggle anyway. But with a rookie quarterback, they got off to a pretty slow start. But to end the season, the last four weeks of the fantasy season, so weeks 13, 14, 15, 16, he averaged six catches a game and 90 yards per game uh, and ca- caught a touchdown in uh, what, each of the three last weeks. So if he can do that for the whole season, this guy's going to be – you know, a guy that you must have. He's actually a guy who I have on basically every single one of my fantasy teams that I've drafted so far. He's a guy that I would love to have as my wide receiver three. But my hot take, Robbie Anderson finishes as a top 12 wide receiver. Now, I agree with that as well. And one of the reasons why I do is, A, anyone listens to this show regularly knows what a Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson fan I am. Hell, I even like Adam Gase. But the the one thing that I, I like is, A, he's in a contract year, and B, the rapport with Sam Darnold. So uh, I, I dig that uh, take a bunch. So um, before I let you go, please again tell these people where they can find you and the uh, Sleeper Wire Show. Yeah, you can follow the Sleeper Wire Show at Sleeper Wire Show on Twitter. And you can follow me on there at prof underscore Chris SW and then on the Sleeper app at Professor Chris there as well. There you go, guys. Chris, thanks for calling in. I'm going to find our next caller. Hey, thanks for having me. Take it easy. Hot Take Hotline, who's this? JD from the Goat District from north of the border, my friend. All the way from the Great White North of Canada, it is JD of the Goat District Podcast. Uh, JD, what's your Hot Take hot, uh, Hotline call for 2019? Well, as you know, my uh, Colt friend, that yesterday was a sad day. But uh, you know what? I'm, I'm a positive guy. I'm pretty optimistic. So I'm going to go Brissette, top 12 quarterback in 2019. That's a that's a pretty strong statement. Now I'm 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 normally a bit of a pessimist. If if you find, and I know that you know this from being in the the goat district chat with me, uh, I'm normally one to whip it out and piss all over someone's hopes and dreams and hot takes. But this one right here, I get. I think people tend to only see what they saw in 2017. But would you agree? A lot's changed since then. There's tons changed, man. Frank Wright Frank Wright comes in. Uh, we saw what what happened with Foles out in Philly. And all the weapons that we were, you know, putting luck, what, top three, top two quarterback this year. Absolutely. They're still there. Brissett's been in that system how many years now? You know, uh, he, he came in. Uh, I saw this earlier on Twitter. He came in September 2nd, 
2017, and he was coming into a game on September 10th. So he was in the in the city for all of about a week, and he took over for um, was it Tolbert or Tolliver or something? I don't remember the guy's name. He's not in the league anymore, but he's been here two two and a half years. I'm sorry, just over two years. Getting ready to be two years. Um, he's still got T.Y. Hilton. Obviously, Eric Ebron's on the team now. It wasn't then. Still have Jack Doyle. There's a uh, a, a lot to be. And then I, I I think we forget that also how bad that offensive line was in 2017. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we see how improved they were last year. The same group comes back this year. And uh, let's not forget that the Colts had the opportunity to trade Brissett. You know, from what I know, you, you would know more than me being, you know, there in Indy. But from what I hear uh, in the last, you know, few months, especially in the offseason, we heard uh, a few times they had some offers, but they uh, they wanted to hold them and they held them for a reason. And now I think it'll pay off. I, I think one thing in uh well, I'll just kind of piggyback onto your hot take. I'm going to say this. So you know that both Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo were traded from the New England Patriots to the 49ers and the Colts, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm going to double down. I don't know that I'll go as far as to say top 12, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to share this hot take with you and say Jacoby Brissett has a better 2019 fantasy football season than fellow ex-Patriot Jimmy Garoppolo. How do you, you feel about that? I don't, I, don't, I don't hate that take, man. I have one Jimmy G share in Pigs 3 and... I'm a nervous man because I only have him and, and Mahomes, and it's super flex. So I, I'm if I've got Jimmy G right now and he's my QB one, or I'm depending on him, I'm I'm pretty nervous about it. I'm just glad I'm not competing in that league where I have him right now. And I, I don't want to go off on a tangent because I got to get to some more callers, but go find one of Ryan Rosillo. I guess he's still on this. This podcast was still on ESPN. Uh, he'll be there for a couple more weeks, I guess. And he had Chris Mortensen on. You know, Chris Mortensen's as patched in as anyone in the NFL. Would you agree? in the league. Yeah. And, and he says there's real friction between Jimmy GQ and Kyle Shanahan out there. So a uh, little Memphis hot tip. You might want to go out there and see if Nick Mullins is on the waiver wire in your super flex league, but that's just a little bonus hot take. JD, what do you got going on up there in the great white North with your podcast? I know you're rolling out a new series with your co-host, Dan, the man, a quarter Millie Billies. Give us a quick, quick second on that. Yeah, man, we dropped episode two yesterday. The first episode, we had Mr. David Hubbard, uh, winner of half a million dollars on episode one. So go download those. And then we're dropping the third episode. We actually do the, the actual draft this Wednesday night. So I'm trying to get everything up technically so we can get a video of that as well as our audio. So basically, you guys can follow us on this journey. And uh, we're going part three on uh, Wednesday night. It's a pretty exciting time. Go check out Dan and JD on the quest for half a million. Chop two ways. Make some quarter milli billies. Easy for me to say. JD, thanks for tuning in, and uh, let's see who's next. Thanks for having me, man. Later. Hot take hotline. Who's this? This is Shane Hallam from fakepigskin.com. The Shane Hallam of fakepigskin.com. Shane, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What is uh, your hottest hot takes for 2019? All right, all right, I got a couple here. Uh, first, I think David Montgomery will be a top four running back this year. He's he's going to be gracious. one of the one of the big four. So, I'm a fan. The hype is real. I think it's out there. I think the Bears are going to be good, and uh, I think I think uh, I think he's going to pull that Saquon and make it happen. All right, and uh, you said you had maybe another one. Yeah, I got a couple uh, tossing around here. I'll go, I'll go with this one. I think that Dallas Goddard will end up with more fantasy points than Zach Ertz this season. 
Now, now that uh, the first one I could kind of get on board, I could see this one. I I just don't. <laughs> Every quarterback has their whoopee. They have their security yeah. blanket. They they and I still think that that's Ertz. Uh, any any possibility? I could see that if maybe Nelson Aguilar gets traded. There was rumors over the weekend that a wide receiver could be traded. That would make sense with Seattle being down both DK Metcalf and David Moore and not being super impressed by Gary Jennings Jr. That that could make sense if they were to lose a weapon. But I, I know one thing. I want all the Carson wins I can get my hands on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Actually, I just drafted him in a league, and uh, I, like I think they've they've been using a lot of two tight end sets. I think that Aguilar stuff could could have some weight to it, and uh, you know teams are going to be looking at Ertz first. I think that's weapon number one for the Eagles. So if uh, if you get Goddard one on one and and two guys on Ertz, I think I know where I'm going. In a non PPR league, I could totally see that coming true. But in PPR, man, I just yeah. I think uh, Mr. Ertz is going to eat. But but I want to circle back to your first one. Now I've been sure. I've been affectionately calling David Montgomery David Meh Montgomery. I'm I'm just not not super excited. You're, you're not worried about uh, the I don't know the the rookie wall the uh, the influence of Cohen. They did bring in Mike Davis, who's their highest paid running back. They gave him like three three million bucks. No, no concern of those two. Uh, you know, I don't have too much of a concern. I, I think you know, what we've heard is, is Tariq, the, the snap count's going to go down. They want to use him more. It's kind of a weapon, put him out wide. I think it's such a different position. And I think Mike Davis will get a little bit of work, but I think it's obvious that, that they love Montgomery. I think that he is just, just a football player. You know, he's not the top end athlete, but man, you watch him in short space. I think he's so good. And, uh, you know, I was calling for kind of the Bears to break out last year, and uh, they did. Fantasy-wise, it wasn't really didn't really help too much. Um, so I think this is the year where we see a little more scoring. Um, I think red zone, I don't think they have a ton of great options throwing the ball. So I, mean, I think Montgomery's going to be that guy score a ton of touchdowns this year. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to jump on with us. And uh, before I get into the next caller, I want to make sure I bring up bestfantasyfootballleague.com. Thanks again there, Mr. Hallam. Thank you, sir. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com Join a 12-team dynasty startup draft today. Leagues start at just $49 and go up to $999. Starting lineups of one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex spots. They also have best ball leagues, weekly leagues, and redraft leagues with six different starting lineup options in 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com The best fantasy football leagues on the net. Hot take hotline, who's this? What is up? This is at DFF underscore swag from Rookie Fever Podcast and Super Flexible Podcast. The swag man all the way fellow DF network on Twitter at DF underscore network on Twitter podcast host. He's hosting too. He's got the rookie fever and the super flexible. What's going on swag. What's uh, what's your 2019 hot take? Oh, I I thought I was here for the dynasty war zone tryouts. So you're not supposed to say that. I haven't let Jerry get his pink slip yet. You know how like in the NFL, they cut you after week four. It's not after week four yet. Oh, (laughs) 
I like it. All right. So I think I've got a hot take here. We'll see how hot you think it is, Memphis. So I am going with my hot take is Justice Hill. Justice Hill will finish the season as the third best rookie running back. Finishing around running back 16 or 17 with 600 to 700 yards on the ground with four touchdowns and another six to 700 through the air with five touchdowns. Well, initially I was like, that that's not that bad. But my, my, my first question is, but, but then you said RB 16. I was like, whoo. So my question is, uh, a mid range RB two. I, I, and I, I think that's completely feasible. Mark Ingram misses two to four games every season, whether he needs to or not. And I think that'll open up the door for justice to, steal some touches down the stretch. And he's one of those, I hate the term because it's been overused at this point, league winner. But he's a guy for redraft leagues. Or he'll be a guy you'll be pulling off your taxi late in dynasty leagues. But but I want to circle back and ask you another question. If you've got Justice Hill as your third overall rookie and the RB16 overall, I have to know which two rookies do you have ahead of him? Um, So he'll finish just behind, or I shouldn't say just, but behind Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery. Now, you left out the ultra-popular Miles Sanders. Where do you see Miles Sanders going, and is there any particular reason why you've got Miles a little bit uh, behind these three? Honestly, okay, so I think Justice Hill is an elusive player. Um, I, I agree with you on your Mark Ingram take. I think he could possibly miss some time, but I'm comfortable with this take with a healthy Mark Ingram getting a decent workload as well, kind of like a – cheap version of Kamara and Mark Ingram of the saints. And, and so I think that you can, I think we'll be able to flex justice Hill all year. He's a nice, elusive, fast pass catching back. Um, I think he'll be utilized right away. Um, and I think that Philly could maybe run Jordan Howard into the ground a little bit more. I, I don't know quite how I feel about it yet. I think that miles Sanders will be close I, I am not the guy throwing shade on Miles Sanders here, but I'm I'm all about Justice Hill. I've been snatching him up um, in what has been said early in about the 10th round in a couple recent um, redraft charity leagues and whatnot and feel really happy to get him. Well, let, let me hit you with one thing before I let you get out of here because I've got, got some more calls to take. But I recently traded Keenan Allen and Justice Hill for Mike Evans. Any, any thoughts on that? I did give up one of my Justice Hill uh, shares. Um, man, I like that trade for both sides, first of all. Um, man, that's a tough one. I've been trying to buy all of those players this offseason, so there's nobody in there I really don't like. Um I hate to answer a question with a question, but what were you just ready to get rid of Keenan Hallen? Wanted that Mike Evans share or you, you nailed it. I, I had uh, across nine dynasty leagues. I had zero Mike Evans. So I, I wanted a little bit of what could be a very lucrative situation down there in Florida with uh, uncle Bruce Arians and his Kangle hat. So listen, I'm going to get you out of here, but uh, just real quick, tell the listeners where they can find you and the podcast and what you got going on. I am at DFF underscore swag. You can find me there on Twitter as well as at rookie fever and then check out that at Superflex pod handle and at Superflex trades. And man, just, just getting ready for the beginning of this season. Like 
our boy Randy here and uh, Jerry, who's not with us, but just grinding, man, about ready for that crunch time. We're about to hit full torque, man. So super stoked. I love this idea, man. All right. Well, I appreciate you tuning in. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Have a good one, Randy. See you, buddy. Hot Take Hotline. Who's this? What's up? This is at FL2 Drink Minimum from at Superflex Pod and at FF underscore Breakdown. Appreciate you, Memphis, for having me on. No problem, man. We just had uh, Mr. Swagger on not too long ago, dropping some uh, oh, some, hot, some some hot takes. Oh, th- th- this is a sh- uh, a Shane filled show. Uh, we've got <laughs> we've got swag. We we've got lots of Shanes. We we love us uh, some Shane Hallam. There might be a Shane Manella. There you go. Um, all the Shanes, but uh, thanks for calling in. What, what is your 2019 hottest hot take? Oh, the hottest hot take. So I'm going to give you, uh, since I'm representing Superflex Pod here, and I'm going to do it better than my boy Swag did, let's go deep. I'm going to give you uh, the quarterback 25 off the board, Mr. Nick Foles. Going to finish as a quarterback number 12 this year. That's right, quarterback one. DeFilippo is going to have him thrown all over the yard, and we know Fournette can't stay healthy. Watch out. You know, I, I love that take, and we, we've had that take once already. I'm not going to tell you who. I'm going to make you listen well, to then, the entire show. Well, then I'm dropping one more. Okay, let, let, let's go one more. And because because you are a super flex guy, I'm going to hit you with one of mine, but let's hear number two. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off the quarterback board for a second so I make sure. And my boy, Sonia Michelle, 1,400 yards and almost gets that with Garrett Blunt number. 16 touchdowns this year, leading the Patriots back to – Oh, it, ne- it never gets easy to uh, never gets easy to say, but as long as they got Tom Brady and Uncle Bill, they're they're a tough uh, tough group. I-, I hope you're right. I recently traded Stephon Diggs for Jarvis Landry, Sony Michelle, and what should be a top three twenty twenty second. So I-, I needed some running wow, back help. Go ahead. That's good. That's that's good coming back. It's tough to move Diggs, but she got two pieces, and I think Jarvis is uh, criminally underrated. So I, I do uh, too. That's a, that's a good move for you. I, I think uh, I think water finds its level, and going into last season, Jarvis was a seventy percent catch rate wide receiver. Last year, he finished at about fifty four percent catch rate, and I think that'll come back up. Plus, Duke Johnson gone. But anyway, I, I want to talk about uh, hit you with one of my hot takes. I said that Jacoby Brissett was going to finish higher in total fantasy points than Jimmy Garoppolo. They were both traded from the Patriots uh, in the same year, uh, and. That, that's my hot take. What do you think there, Mr. Superflex? I, I don't hate it, brother. I don't hate it. I'll be honest. When uh, when I was asked to come on here and you being Mr. Mr. Colt, I was like, I wonder, do I go percent route? So, uh, you know, if you, if you look at it compared to what he did when he was there the last time, everything is vastly improved around him. If you're going to compare him to Jimmy G, man, I, I kind of like the Colts' weapons and their setup a lot more. Like, just for success all around, too. Great defense, you know, as you guys picked it up last year. So, I ain't mad at you. Go get some Jacoby Brissett. That feels weird to say. It feels weird to say, but uh, as a Colts fan, uh, we're sad to see old Andy Neckbeard go. Hey, man, anything uh, going on over there with the Superflex podcast? Uh, yeah, just come check us out. We're, you know, redraft uh, season weekly is coming back on, so I'm going to bring back my uh, Dez versus Studs play and, and play these low guys. These Nick Foles, these Jacoby Brissett against these studs and watch them win each and every week. Come listen to us at Superflex Pod. If, if you're looking for some quarterback knowledge and you're a quarterback streamer and redraft, you got to check these guys out. Superflex Podcast. Hey, man, thanks for coming on. We're going to jump to another call. Appreciate you, buddy. See you, man. Hot Take Hotline. Who's this? 
Well, hey, this is uh, DFF underscore Shane, um, also known as Data Don't Score Points, also known as the ghost of Data Don't Score Points. Um, and that's about it. So I, I don't know if my, my hot take is going to be hot enough, really, but uh, I'll, I'll try. Um, and just in case anyone doesn't remember last year's hot takes, uh, they went horribly wrong for me. And Amari Cooper is like a top eight wide receiver, and Sammy Watkins is a top uh, 12. So that didn't happen. I mean, Amari Cooper had some top eight weeks. You got that going for you. And I think he was like 11. I think he was 11. Why was he 11 once he joined the Cowboys? So that's not too far off. Yeah, so we'll just count that. We won't count the Raiders part of the season. No one should count that. Yeah, that doesn't that, count. That, that's so like, that, that's like, I, a, like, like like a major league baseball player having to count his minor league stats. That's not fair. 100% not exactly. fair. Exactly. So I definitely hit that hot take. So that was pretty impressive. Good, good for me. So I'm just going to go with a mild take, I think. I'm going to go ahead and state that DJ Moore will be a wide receiver one this year. You're not worried about Curtis Samuel stealing his uh, wide receiver one ship with uh, Cam Newton? No, no. I think Curtis Samuel is going to be a wide receiver three type player. Um, I like Curtis Samuel. I love DJ Moore. I mean, I'm not really sure what happened with DJ Moore. Uh, everyone kind of fell off of him for some reason, even though though the guy had incredible college production, um, is a physical metric specimen. And then, you know, in his rookie season, he just went out and had um, a top 10 season for a rookie um, at the age that played his rookie season at the age of 21. He um, had top 10 in receiving yards. Um, but for some reason, everyone's talking up Curtis Samuel, which is, okay, that's fine. I, I like Curtis Samuel. It's just DJ Moore's, you know, he's a prototypical, prototypical one. He has everything we're looking for, the draft capital, the college production, the athleticism, the great rookie season. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about Curtis Samuel, not 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 really. I think Curtis Samuel will be good. It's just DJ Moore's great. I am. Uh, you, you said that we'll be talking. I saw this on your Twitter handle. You said that this time next year we'll be talking about DJ Moore the same way we're talking about Juju right now. Yeah, and you know I'm 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 willing to. Well, I don't. That's a great thing about DJ Moore. You don't even have to overpay for him next year, this year, right now, because everyone's talking up Curtis Samuel so much that. Everyone is basically just underselling DJ Moore. They said Curtis Samuel's really going to undercut that value. Um, that's a concentrated offense. I mean, those targets are going to be split between basically four guys. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and whichever tight end is starting. Outside of that, they, they don't really have any other options. Um, so now's the time to get in on DJ Moore, um, unless you know next year you want to give up a couple firsts for him plus a player. So I'm buying him now. Um, he's my most owned player in my leagues. Um, I, I won't say how many leagues I'm in, but we'll, we'll say that he's in. A, I own him in a quarter of the leagues that I'm in, and if I could own him in more, I would. Well, that that's awesome. Well, hey man, before I let you go, tell the people what you got going on and where they can find you. I know you just started up a new project with uh, with some friends. Yeah, I actually um hooked up with the uh, FF Mercs where we're going to be doing consulting on drafts, um, in-season consulting. Um, there's also going to be some guys hand on DFS and IDP, not me because those aren't really my bag. But Dynasty, yeah, you know, you hit us up. We'll look at your roster, help you make some moves, make you uh, make sure that you can win in 2019 and beyond. Well, there you and go. And of course. I was going to say. Of course. 
you know where you find me every week, my baby, uh, the Dynasty Trades HQ. Um, there's no way I'd miss an episode of that. Like, you'd pretty much have to shoot me in the head for me not to tape an episode of that. I was getting ready to say, if you didn't bring it up, I know you're very excited about the FF Mercs, but never forget the HQ. Uh, I always listen the day it drops myself. I'm a big fan. Hey, man, listen, Shane, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, have a great 2019. All right, you too, sir. See you, buddy. Hey, Memphis. I'm in here. Just wanted to leave you um, some tapes for 2019. Is that the hottest? I just think this is realistic, but Mitchell Trubisky's going to be a QB1. And if you're sleeping on it, uh, you need to wake up. There's a QB1 for until he hurt his shoulder. Um, he runs the football. And even if you look at the Rams, you know, the first year that McVeigh. Um, that Sean McVay was there, they increase in scoring in the second year. Should be the same thing with Nagy. When they increase scoring, added all his weapons, Trubisky's going to be the main benefit. So um, uh, I see him as QB1, probably QB top, top 10 um, is my prediction for 2019. All right, guys, big thanks to Mr. Nick Whalen for calling in, leaving us a voicemail here on the Hot Take Hotline, and before we get to our last couple of callers, I want to make sure we hear a quick word from our friends over at TrophySmack.com. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to TrophySmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game. You want to have the best league in town. Go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. Hot take hotline. Who's this? Memphis is a Kyle from the Fantasy Football Fellas, bro. Kyle from the Fantasy Football Fellas. Uh, again, you're here so often. I need to start charging you rent, but I'm glad <laughs> to have you back on the podcast. Uh, what's going on with you and uh, the Fantasy Football Fellas? Man, we are continuing to just uh, drop a ton of content, three episodes a week through this whole month of August. Uh, we actually just recorded, just wrapped up recording our 401st episode of all time. So, uh, man, we're, we're busy, but uh, we'll be dropping four episodes a week in season here, so we're looking forward to a good year. Man, that is awesome, all the way from Chi-Town. So what is your uh, your 2019 hot take there, Mr. Kyle? Yeah, so this is a guy that I've been drafting a ton and talking about on our show a lot, man. Uh, I was hoping for a little bit more of this uh, preseason, for at least some opportunities, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to be buying into James Washington. I've been getting this guy in dynasty leagues when I can, draft him in redraft leagues everywhere. And while he hasn't had the opportunity with the first-team offense yet, he looks pretty good, and I think he's going to work his way in to a starting role there in Pittsburgh. So there's 168 targets available vacated from Antonio Brown leaving. I think at least 120 to 130 of those could go to one guy. And I think that man is James Washington. 
So right now, my hot take is Dan Washington finishes as a wide receiver two in fantasy football in 2019. I'm buying it. My goodness, that is that might be one of the hottest takes we've had so far on the show. Uh, well, man, hey, listen, I appreciate it. Uh, unless you got anyone I mean, else, I'm, I'm, what? What's that? I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it pays off because uh, you know I, I own a lot of spots. Hopefully, I can make some money and help people out there. But I do have somebody else here that wants to talk to you. Oh, uh, a bonus, a hot take hotline. Who's this? What up, Memphis? This is Steph, the other half of the fantasy football fellas. The only the good half, and hey, it's the other half of the vacationing podcast host. Kyle and I over here slaving, <laughs> slaving over a hot microphone to bring audio gold each and every week, while you and Jerry are out on a boondoggle. So what's up with you, Seth? Uh, what what's your 2019 hot take? So my hot take for 2019 is that Mark Ingram, now of the Baltimore Ravens, is a running back one in any scoring format in 2019. Uh, th- that, is, that is our second Baltimore running back being called a top finisher. I won't spoil it as it's mixed in throughout the show. We're taking lots of calls. What, what, before I get into Mark Ingram and, and why you're feeling that way, I'm, I'm starting to get the vibe that this Baltimore running game is something to get a hold of because I've heard Justice Hill love. Now I'm getting a little Mark Ingram love. And uh, we know that Lamar Jackson's a much better runner of the football than he is thrower. So uh, how did you come to this conclusion? What, what makes you so high on Mr. Ingram? So if we're worried about the talent of Ingram, I think that's uh, completely overrated. So from a talent perspective, he was able to be a running back uh, two in fantasy last season after, after he got back from his suspension, uh, be, being the number two guy on his own offense. Yes, it's the Saints. Yes, they're very good at getting running back production. But so is Baltimore. Alex Collins and Gus the Bus Edwards were running back ones in fantasy uh, on a weekly basis when they were playing last season. And they, Markinger is better than both of them combined, even at this point in his career. So if talent, totally there. Opportunity, what would make Mark Ingram not be a running back one in terms of overall opportunity. It would be Lamar Jackson runs too much and Justice Hill gets too much work, right? I don't think either of those things are very likely to happen or both of those things are likely to happen at the, at the same point um, because Justice Hill is a rookie and if he's going to be involved, I would imagine that he's actually going to be more involved in the passing game. There's not a whole lot of wide receivers going on in Baltimore. They do have a couple of good tight ends, but Miles Boykin seems to be the, the best uh, wide receiver right now because Marquise Brown isn't completely back from his injury yet. I think that you can have Ingram in the backfield, Justice Hill split out like he's a David Johnson or Duke Johnson type, and Lamar Jackson running the ball with Austin. That's a scary offense, and that's why I want to part of it. And I think that Mark Ingram is the guy that will help make that happen. I uh, I dig that the most. So a lot, a lot of people have said they want – Hill and Ingram to be like Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara when they were down in New Orleans. You know who's playing that Mark Ingram role from New Orleans? It's Mark Ingram. He's just doing it in Baltimore. So Mark Ingram can definitely have a role. Yeah, he's he's a, a three-time running back one last year, running back two. So I dig that take. So, hey, listen, fellas, thanks. Uh, where can these people find you? I know you're dropping multiple times a week, Seth. Yes, sir. You can find uh 
over on any any podcast or sold, just the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast, sold or given away for free. Uh, the, our website is thefantasyfootballfellas.com. You can find our rankings there and old shows. And we're dropping four episodes a week when the regular season hits, and we'll be doing three episodes a week for the rest of this month. That is awesome stuff. And uh, the initial caller, Kyle, is also a writer. You can find all of his written stuff. Uh, just find him on Twitter, at KyleFFFellas, and he's been retweeting his writing work as well. So anyway, fellas, thanks for calling in with your hot takes, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Talk to you soon, Memphis. Have Bye. a good one. Bye-bye. Hot take hotline, who's this? Hey, this is uh, Nate Pilmer calling in to give a quick hot take, calling from the Full Press Buccaneers. The Full Press Buccaneers and the world-famous Goat Chat and the most active trader in the land today. Nate, what is your 2019 hot take, sir? I think this is actually kind of mild, but some would say it was a little, a, a little hot, so I'm going to throw it out there anyways. But I, I, I've been streaming from the rooftops for uh, David Montgomery for the Chicago Bears, man. And uh, I think my hot take for 2019 and David Montgomery is that he's going to finish as a top seven running back in fantasy PPR this season. I think, I think that's, I don't think that's hot at all, but uh, I know plenty of you there were just going to see that's a, that's a, that's a high bar to start out with. So I'm going to call it right now. Top seven fantasy returns for David Montgomery. Well, I, I like it, and so does uh, one of our other previous guests who also had Mr. Montgomery ranked very high. Now, we've talked about this before. We talk about this a lot in the group chat. I call him uh, David Montgomery, but I will say <laughs> that their, their, uh, their actions are speaking louder than words. Uh, they've, held, they've held him out of the preseason to avoid him getting banged up. He's been getting a lot of the first-team reps in the one game that he did play. And basically, Coach Nagy's treating him like a starter. Was that part of the uh, the ideology about uh, making this prediction? Uh, that's everything I'm hearing, man. And yeah, like you said, you see the actions. I'm hearing the words as well. They love him there. Uh, they're also talking about uh, dialing back a little bit of Tariq Cohen's rushing. I think they want to get him involved heavily in the run game. We've already seen him being able to be involved in the pass game, too. I still think that'll be dominated more by Cohen, but... David Montgomery's going to be that guy in a, a naggy offense that we've seen be very successful in the past. So right now I'm, I'm anxious to get in on him now while he's relatively cheap. Well, I can't say that I join you. So this is a guy, Nate, if you're not following Nate, he is the most criminally underfollowed person on Twitter, especially if you're into trades. All the trades you're tagging me in, tag this guy in, at Nathan underscore Pilmer. Is that correct, Nate? That is correct, sir. I would love to get you on as a regular trade contributor here on the Dynasty War Zone. Absolutely. But uh, t tell us what's going on with the Buccaneers uh, writing, and uh, we'll let you get out of here. Yeah, just I'll speak to you real quick. Yeah, we just uh, we're, we're we're getting a lot of things going on over at the full press coverage for the Buccaneers. Uh, we uh, we're gonna get we've already pumped out a lot of uh, camp coverage here, a lot of preseason stuff. We're gonna be making our our final uh, 53 roster cuts posted this week. It'll be a roundtable discussion. But once kickoff. Starts in about 10 days, people. Uh, we're going to be turning out a lot of content. So if you're a Buccaneers fan, regardless of where you live, whatever your area code is, if you're in Florida or anywhere else like me, I'm a Southern California Bucks diehard. Uh, you can catch us over there and get your, your your Bucks fix. For whatever you need, whatever the updates are, whatever you want to know, any details, or hit me up on Twitter, like uh, like Memphis said over there, and we'll, we'll get trade action going, or I'll talk Buccaneers all day, baby. He will, in fact. He'll also talk trades all day. Hey, listen, Nate, thanks for calling no in, buddy. Question. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. See you, man. Looks like we have one more voicemail hot take 
all the way from Down Under. It's Lewis, a.k.a. at FF Down Under on Twitter. Let's see what Lewis has to say. What's going on, Dynasty Warzone listeners? Lewis Glover here, a.k.a. Fantasy Football Down Under. I'm a staff writer at Dynasty Football Factory, and I'm also the co-host of the Vault Studio Fantasy Football Podcast. I hope you're enjoying this Hot Takes episode so far. And my hot take for 2019 is that Dalvin Cook will finish the season as a top five running back in PPR scoring. Now we know Dalvin Cook has the talent and we hope he has the health in 2019. Now he's an extra season away from that ACL injury that derailed his rookie season. And of course he had the soft tissue injuries in 2018 as an after effect from that ACL injury. But now he's looking healthy. He's looking real sharp in the in the preseason. And here's hoping touch wood he can get through the majority of the 16-game season unscathed. Some other things are coming together nicely as well. And that's the offensive staff that have been brought in by Mike Zimmer. He fired John Filippo for not running the ball enough and brought in Gary Kubiak as the offensive advisor to newly promoted offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski. Now, he might be named the OC, but we know who's going to be pulling the strings and influencing Stefanski. That's Gary Kubiak. He might not be taking on the full role due to his health concerns, and everyone knows about his heart attack a couple of years back. But make no mistake about it, this is Kubiak's concepts that are going to be implemented. Now, fortunately for Dalvin Cook, in 12 seasons as an offensive coordinator, Gary Kubiak's offenses have ranked top five in rushing yards nine times and never failed to finish outside of the top 12. He likes to run the football. This little statistic comes from PFF Scott Barrett, and it's that Gary Kubiak led the league in outside zone runs and outside zone run percentage in his final year as an offensive coordinator. So it's looking like Kubiak and Stefanski will use outside zone as the primary concept in 2019, and that is all good news for Dalvin Cook, because per PFF, of the 40 NFL running backs who've had 50 or more attempts in outside zone since 2017, Dalvin Cook ranks fifth in rushing grade, and he's tied for second with Alvin Kamara in yards per carry at 5.4. But he's been successful in outside zone dating back to his time at Florida State, and he ranks sixth amongst qualifying backs in the PFF college era, rushing for 704 yards and nine touchdowns across 128 attempts, going for 5.5 yards per carry on such runs. We also have that small sample size at the end of the 2018 season when Stefanski took over and it was clear right away that he wanted to uh, be more heavy in the run game. In week 15 he opened up with the highest run to pass ratio of the season calling pass plays just 37% of the time and in week 16 pass plays just 52% of the time. Both of those numbers are way down from the season average under John Filippo of 66%. Now, week 17 was a bit of an aberration. Cousins got ragdolled by the Chicago Bears defense, couldn't move the ball, and had 132 yards passing, being sacked four times. His 3.1 yards per attempt in that game was the fourth worst in the entire season, just beating out Nathan Peterman, Tyrod Taylor, and Mark Sanchez for that horrible, horrible honor. There's still question marks about the Vikings offensive line for sure, but we should see some improvement and progression from the 2018 rookie Brian O'Neill. And the Vikings also invested their first round pick on Garrett Bradbury. So we should see improvements in that offensive line as a whole from 2018. So again, good news for Cook. But more importantly, 
opportunity. He's going to have a ton of opportunity to run the ball this year. And I think Dalvin Cook is going to get an Arian Foster type opportunity on the ground and through the air, which will make him a top five running back this season. And if that isn't hot enough for you, I think that Dalvin Cook will push into the top five of Dynasty running back ADP during the 2020 offseason as well. So that's my hot take for this season. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. And if you want to let me know whether you agree or disagree, you can find me on Twitter at FF underscore down under. Thanks, guys. Wow, what a bomb from our boy Lewis, a.k.a. at FF down under on Twitter. What a good guy. Sent that all the way in from Australia so that we'd have it for the podcast. And there you go. There is a whole crap load of hot takes from a lot of good people, a lot of smart people, educated players out there in the industry. Sorry we couldn't get the uh, the vacationing Jerry. I'm very excited to see if he comes back with his hair beaded. You know, often people who go to the Bahamas or the tropics come back with their hair beaded. I can't wait. Uh, beads under his trucker cap. Uh, Jerry is notorious for his trucker cap. But anyway, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the Hot Take Hotline show. We'll be right back here next week to kick off our week one preview show. How about that? Thanks, guys. Have a great week, and we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. See you.